Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. Only a podcast. <laughs> Once again, folks, to another fun, fearful, frightening, um, fathomable, I don't know, I'm running out of alliterations, episode of the podcast Macabre. Uh, this is Chris and this Joe. Is Joe. And Let's see, um, water purifier, machete, condoms, look it up. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, Dawn. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Yes, you of all people, I would not expect those on your list. So, yes, we'll look those up for survival methods. Very unsafe survival instincts. (laughs) That's why I'm a zombie buffet. (laughs) Well, folks, if you uh, listen to episode three, that, uh, in actuality, we just got 10 recording about oh, 20 minutes ago. Um, this episode is going to be solely dedicated to the fun and enjoyable show that is returning from its mid-season break tonight, The Walking Dead. Yes, to come back. May the women rejoice. Daryl Dixon is back. <laughs> yeah, Norman Reedus Time is to very get nice your stroke on. Sorry. See, anytime, anytime I, uh, I see people like saying, oh, God, Norman Reedus is so sexy, I have to throw up the Bjork video that he was in where he wears a dress. So He's still sexy in a dress, up. Chris. Yes, he is. Even playing with the doll and stuff. He's that rugged... <laughs> He's just uh, so sensitive. Well, so where should we start with Walking Dead? We've all uh, we all watch the show. Um, some of us do read the comics or have read most of the comics, anyways. I'm still waiting to to to, to start. Yeah. So, um, God, what's a good starting point for the show? Maybe. You know, I guess. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say maybe where it ended. True. And since, you know, we've, we got that kind of, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, since so. we, we got that fresh in the mind and it's coming right back tonight, yeah. I get maybe start there and then I'll work our way backwards. Okay. Well, we can put up our disclaimer right now. 
There's going to be spoilers like galore. like a motherfucker. Yes, we are. And if we're you don't be... watch the show, shame on you! Yes, we're going to be spoiling. Where there's going to be so many spoilers, they're going to be their own horde. They're, the herd <laughs> shall be coming, and you will hear them moaning, spoilers. So, yeah. Uh, you, you know, know I uh, can do that before we do that. Just spoilers! You know. <laughs> I'll have to isolate that and just use that as a separate audio file. <laughs> Tag it every time something comes up in the shit list. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, yes, the, the mid-season finale that, uh, shocked the hell out of everybody. Oh my god. I had people that, I know some friends who watched it and the, the whole scene, they thought that, uh, it was the other woman officer that they'd had, uh, that they used in the prisoner exchange. They thought she was the one who had shot Beth. And I said, no, 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 you need to go back and rewatch that. <laughs> Because Beth yep. stabs her, and then is the quick draw, and that went right in front of the camera, straight through the head. You're like, "Holy shit!" It was not. So wait a minute. That. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. This almost sounds like the "Who Shot Jr." thing. <laughs> and for you people under the age of forty, Google it. Anyway, so who shot Beth? Did Beth shoot Beth, or did the cop shoot Beth in a reaction to being stabbed? The cop think, shot her. Yeah, the cop okay. shot her. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll it be is. honest, until the end of that episode, and this is like a running theme with me where I always think that one character is going to sacrifice themselves to save everyone else. I thought Carol was so dying in that episode. I thought she was going to do something to get everyone out and get Beth out and kind of like have Beth kind of be like a full circle thing for her to where, you know, she couldn't save the kids. From some of the previous episodes, but you know, Beth got the survival instinct down, the killer mentality, and yeah. you know, well, let them yeah, all Beth, go Beth, on. Beth, or Carol looks at all the cops and go, "Hey, behind you! Look at the flowers! Just look at those flowers!" <laughs> look at the flowers, Dawn. They were in a hospital. No, I don't want to look at the flowers. Thank you. Um, <sighs> I thought I, I honestly knew it was going to be Beth because they kind of were hinting at it, even though they weren't trying to. I don't know if I picked up on it and I was the only one, but I knew Beth was going to buy it. Right. But well, there's, what, so there's there's people, too, that are, what was it, for like the week leading in, you had people like, oh, my God, they're going to kill Daryl. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> it only made you want to think they – no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but when it happened, it was still kind of shocking because yes. you weren't expecting it to happen like that. No. Yeah, exactly. But then I had the, to rewind it. Like, I buy it on yeah. iTunes. I don't have cable. So I, you know, I get up at like five in the morning on Mondays, and I thought I was still half asleep. Like, I didn't. Ju- did I just see that shit? Yeah. <laughs> and I had to back it up. Like I sure as hell did see that. Yeah, I get mine off. I got a subscription for it on uh, Amazon Pl- uh, Prime because I've got a Roku, so I I don't have the cable either, and it varies on when I get to watch it because I might actually have to wait for tonight's premiere to watch Monday night after I get back from the pub. That's kind of the routine my wife and I get into because they don't, yeah, they don't download until like sometimes two in the morning on Amazon. And my, my wife's of course got things to do in the morning. She can't stay up late like me. So I, yeah, I have I, to watch it as soon as I can. Cause there's no way I can avoid spoilers. I Everyone should, in I, the office watches it. <laughs> let's say that's the whole thing. I've got, I've got a circle of friends that we know the like, no, 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 don't, no, no. <laughs> but I should say too, so I don't come off sounding like more of an asshole than I, I really am in life. That uh, the whole thing of my wife getting up and having things to do, I work nights, so yeah, night night time's the right time for me. So 
<laughs> and I'm the only one in this house that watches The Walking Dead. And really? I, yeah, oh, yeah, believe it or not, and here's the reason why. I know you're shocked because I talk about Amanda a lot and her love for, for all things horror. Right. The reason why she does not watch The Walking Dead, it's not because it's not a good show. It's not because it's lacking in gore. The reason she doesn't watch is she says, I don't like having my heart ripped out every Sunday. <laughs> so she, she she avoids the show. She loves Talking Dead, but she avoids the actual Walking Dead oh, okay. show because it's it's just too much of a roller coaster ride of emotions. It's like I'm done. Yeah, well, especially the the last season that or the last you know first half of the current season. There, uh, which episode was it? It was the episode uh, that focused solely on Beth in the hospital. That with the tension that that rose up and down. I mean, especially with the, the creepy guard, the creepy mm. officer offering the sucker. And I mean, you know, she's—I I don't know how old they're portraying Beth in the show, really, but still, it's like you want some candy, little girl. And it there's there's a theme of tension that you could just watching that whole episode. You're just waiting for something to happen. You know, something bad going to happen. Something bad going to happen. Something bad going to happen. And it was so good to be able to have a show that kept you on the edge of your seat like that the entire time. The tension's ratcheted, ratcheted up, and then credits find the roll, and you can just kind of go, whoo. I mean, well, going back before this long happened, um, again, spoiler, um, the ending of last season. Uh, oh, do you yes. remember the infamous scene that was kind of cringeworthy um, with Carl? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now again, I have not read any of the comics, but they were uh, there were a lot of places on the internet that were talking about if they were going to actually do this scene because of it being an attempted rape on a minor. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it was coming, but it was still so cringeworthy to watch because you knew the character's age was still under the age of 15. Mm-hmm. And you got this you sure got a purdy mouth, kind of like guy that's about ready to come and try to, you know, rape him in front of his father. I mean, it was just, ugh. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's. Um, I know other, some of my other friends have stated as well that I think the benefit, I mean, if we're, you know, to look back at the show as a whole, can we agree season two is the weakest season? Uh, you know, I... <laughs> I would almost say season one was the weakest season. I'm, I'm with Joe. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I only liked, short, though. It, yeah, and I know. <laughs> I mm-hmm. only really liked one, maybe one and a half episodes of the first season. And the huh. rest of it, for me, flipped back and forth between passable to god-awful. And then the first half of season two was very rough. But after that, it, it ratcheted up. But no, yeah. I'm, I wasn't a fan of the first season. Huh. Yeah, that, first season for me, yeah. it was like it started off kind of slow, and it, it didn't really, I don't think for me, kick into where I was starting to realize I'm hooked on this series until probably near the end of the season. Right. Well, that's where we can, like, that's a good enough jumping off point, we can start talking about show, show as well as the books with, with season one. That there's, I enjoyed, you know, episode one, there's stuff straight out of, the books that filled up a lot of episode one, but then you get to the, the end of the first season. And I don't know. I'm one of those people. I, uh, as we, we didn't really just 
hit on it hard with our last episode when we were talking about all things zombies, but whether or not you need to have an explanation of why people are turning into zombies, why the dead are coming back. And so I know there's people that were pissed at the end of season one when they get to the CDC and he says, we're all infected. I mean, raise my hand right now. I'm raising my hand. Okay. <laughs> I fucking, I loathe that episode so yeah, much. That was a weird I was episode. so angry. I was like, I want you all to stay in the CDC with Andrea and blow up. That's how pissed I was. About it. <laughs> Uh, well, but the to go about the rest of the episode, I mean, that's still the whole thing is both Daryl and Merle are completely characters of the show that they they aren't in the comics, and it's still They're one happy of those mistakes. Oh yeah, there's the I'm or happy else. accidents. I'm sorry, happy accidents. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what uh, other show it was. I was trying to think off the top of my head though of. You have original source material that you've created characters to add into, and suddenly those characters that didn't exist in the, the original source material material ended up being your most popular creations for the show. Uh, I've got one for you, Batman animated series, Harley Quinn. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember, though, this is another live-action one. I, I got one. Jar Jar yeah. Binks. I am so kidding. I am so kidding. People do oh. not write hate mail to me. I hated them just as much as, much as anybody else. Someone just table flipped the internet. <laughs> Someone said, give me the email of that fat fuck right now. <laughs> then I, I just picture... made a lot of geeks anus pucker just a little bit. <laughs> I, can picture it, though. I can picture it, though, someone calling you out, Don. It would be like the scene in Kung Fu Hustle when he's calling out everybody. He's like, you... Little guy, and the, you know the guy stands up and he's like the seven foot. He goes, "Hey, no one likes to show off. Sit back down." <laughs> yeah, but would I be the one that stands down or the one that that actually comes out of the circle? That's what I'm saying. They're the one that calls you out, and then you, they're like, "No, no, 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 you, no." I forget what I said. <laughs> Did I say you? I was gonna, no, no, no. You are spot on. You're per- keep going, keep going with your bad self. You go. Uh, you know, going back to me always thinking someone's going to sacrifice himself. At one point, I was convinced that they were going to kill Daryl and have him sacrifice himself at uh, when everyone was trying to get away from the governor. Mm. I, I was convinced. I'm like, if I was writing this, he would die, and it would rip everyone's heart out. And everyone I knew is like, you're an idiot, man. No one, they're not killing him. Like Rick would they die before Daryl at this point. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting. Like, I, I'm wondering how long it'll take them to start really hitting the core cast because just law of averages, if they want to stay true to the show, you know, some of the other people are going to have to start going. Oh yeah. And when, which really, I mean, well, we'll see where we're at in the comics of the, you know, the core beginning people, the only people that are still currently live and kicking, not in one piece. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes. Mega, mega. (laughs) Uh, let's see, uh, Maggie, Rick, uh, Carl, and Carl. Michonne. Well, after the, after just reading that last collection, that was a bit ambiguous. Eh, she's still alive. I know, but just the the little little reference after what happened with Michonne. I mean, that's the only line you had referenced 
tour for I should say too. Joe Joe and I are current and reading the the uh, the trade paperbacks for uh, Walking Dead. We don't do the monthly, so we're still a little behind on that part. But yeah, with the just that little reference, it's kind of like what? Come on, uh, Kirkman. Yeah, take if, take it in context though. They were talking about her and Rick butting heads over something. So I, yeah, yeah. It, there, there's no no way they've killed her off. Yeah. Well, uh, they were they. Uh, this is where I'm wondering. Um, if you said that they butted heads, do you think they much like they do in the TV series by switching this story around just a little bit? Do you think they were touching on the moment where Carol and Rick butted heads, and re- you know replacing it as Michonne or or replacing Carol as the Michonne butting heads thing? It's possible, I suppose. Yeah, yeah um, that, that could be a way it could play out. Because she took off and you didn't know if she was still alive or not. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm definitely curious to see how it's going to play out in the comics. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I finished the, it was, uh, volume 22, a new beginning. Yep. I finished it and I very, I, I had to make myself not go back on comicology <laughs> and buy all the single issues to catch up. I was like, damn it, Kirkman. Because I, I really was, like, after All Out War, I was kind of done with the comic a little bit. It was getting repetitive, and I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a good stopping point, and I can make up my own mind of what happens from here. And then I kept hearing really good things about the new direction. Yeah. And then it got to the end in between not knowing what happened to her and the very last page oh, of that God. volume. I was like, damn it, I'm back in. I'm yeah. full <laughs> on back in. Okay, forgive me. I'm going to do it for myself. Spoilers! you got to spoil it for me. Spoil it, man. Spoil it. Make me turn into milk. Go on. Go, 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 go. Okay. So a running thing in this last volume were they've gotten to the point where they're not just surviving. They're actually living. So they're like creating a society. Things are going and, and, you know, they, they are able to turn the herd away from the encampments and everything else. And at one point, one of the people from the like camp hears talking like whispering from the zombie herd. Yes. So, you know, the, he's ranting and raving when he gets back, everyone thinks he's just out of his head and hurt and just doesn't know what he heard. And then you get to the final page of volume 22. Well, you get, and you, get you get set it up with the fight scene before that. Cause you have the, the scouts that went out looking for him and they're fighting and, they, it shows how well they've gotten at uh, defending themselves against the zombies that they say, you know, we're doing five step, which essentially means they got the three guys have their backs to each other and they call out how many steps away they're going from each other. They're not getting more than five steps away from each other. And as that they're fighting, really sweet. yeah, and as they're fighting through this horde, one of them is like, one of them just swung a knife at me. And he's like, we've seen him use weapons before. It's not, it's, he's just guy that he doesn't know what he's doing. And then you he's see. Like, no, no, man, no. Like he, he stabbed at me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it so. turns out that it's basically humans who, you know, instead of like covering themselves in, in guts and everything and trying to blend in and not be attacked, they're actually like carving the skin off of walkers and putting it on like a suit and tying yep. it up and walking among the herds. Yep. And, <laughs> I've actually heard rumors that that is going to end up being kind of like the the villains coming up for uh, the end of this season and then getting into the next season possibly. So that's that's what I was wondering because uh, the other big bad that they've kind of neutered 
now with the storyline to an extent is uh, with Negan uh, in the comic book. That's why there's people that thought with uh, in the TV show when you had the flashback of the original people at Terminus that the the one guy in the the leather jacket that had came in and was taunting them in the cart that they were thinking, oh God, it's Negan, and the Terminus people took him out. But then people point out what the tattoos the guy had that he used the crazy long-haired freak that came charging at Glenn out of the uh, the shipping container when they were busting everybody out of Terminus. Mm-hmm. So that kind of negated that that thought. Negated Negan. Yeah. <laughs> but I know. No, I know. I, the, hmm? I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well. Uh, one thing I really love about the series is watching people talk as it's go- as it's playing on Facebook. One of my favorites, his name's TJ. He will post almost like every minute or every five minutes, like, no, no, don't go in there. Holy shit, is that him? Was that a tiger roar I hear? And I'm like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, back up, sir, back up. What, what was the tiger roar? And he goes, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm like, dude, spoil oh, it for yeah. me. Spoil it for me because I have a firm belief. I want it spoiled because I want to know the reasons why I want to know. Stem back to someone ripping out the last couple of pages of a book I was reading, so I never knew how it ended. (laughs) So it was like, spoil it. I want it spoiled. So he was explaining the relevance of this tiger. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm still thinking in the back of my mind, how the fuck are they going to weasel this into the show? Because apparently this is a very key moment. So yeah, yeah, there, there is there is an active tiger in the comic book series. I'm yep. wondering how they're going to do that myself. Well, sad, sadly, not active anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh shit. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. We, have, we have to keep uh, saying. I am. No, we don't. I just use it as a joke. Are we, are we but, I was about this, to say, dude, it's, it's starting to hurt my throat now. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> we're, we're, at this point, we're at this point where we're so Kevin Smith influenced by our, our shared fandoms that what we just need to keep saying whatnot and spoilers throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be high, too. Damn it. Yeah, somebody start coughing. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and, and giggling uncontrollably at everything they say. Sorry, that's a, uh, a little too on point there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm angry, man. Did, I'm I angry. I the Shecky scream, so we're, we're yes. covered. <laughs> At almost every single point. Now, I'm kind of curious, like, where they ended last, the midpoint of the season, and, and mm-hmm. where, for all intents and purposes, it looks like they're going. They are traveling to Alexandria. They are trying to get to the D.C., Virginia area. Right. And that is where they're going to run into for lack of a better term, all these different little tiny pocket kingdoms. Mm-hmm. So th- that really is the way that they're going. So I'm kind of curious if the most part of this season is going to be them on the road. And going so. back, I think it was in either the first or the second trade, there's a scene in the comic that they've not done in the show yet that I absolutely love. And it's where it's the middle of winter, they're trying to find shelter, and they find a gated community. And yes. they go inside, and when they shut the gate and they're already inside, the snow falls off a sign that's painted over the name of the place. It's just like, dead inside, stay out. Yep. And that is one of my favorite moments from the book. I'm wondering and kind of hoping that they put that in as they're kind of traveling up the coast there. But 
I'm, I'm very curious to see where they're going because they have been changing it up just enough to keep us on our heels to where right. we don't know exactly what they are going to cherry pick from the book, what they're adding in new. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like well the... I know they had a preview um, where they entered a, a gated area, but they're oh, in really Georgia. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any snow or covering a sign, you know, so I'm, what is it going to be? Falling leaves? Well, no, it, they were like traveling, so they were moving up past that. Yeah, it was a different area. Mm. But uh, I will say, I, I was just thinking back, uh, at least for what got me into The Walking Dead, clear back with the comics before they had the TV show. Um, I believe it was an issue of Wizard magazine, and it had uh, like the top 100 most shocking moments in comics, and. It had some, and it was like, uh, uh, well, with the Green Lantern, when everyone always talks about was when, when are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, when you talk about violence against women in the comic books, the 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 girlfriend in the refrigerator, that that type of scene. But it had uh, the 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 real gut punch that it it kind of you know spoiled it for me by reading the article and then going to you know reading the books and seeing when that happens in the series was at the end of the prison. When the when the governor mm-hmm. raids the prison, because that for for anyone who's not read the comics, like uh, Don, the the real gut punch in that was Lori Lori survives having the baby, and she is running away during the prison break, or the, as the governor's people are raiding the prison, and someone blows her in half essentially with a shotgun while she's carrying the baby, and it takes out her and the baby. Ooh, yeah, it's one of those like whole. Shit. Type Do you think they didn't put it in the TV show because that would have just really have been too much? I'm thinking I was waiting to see if they were going to when 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 you know they hit the prison because it's that it's that whole thing. Uh, story writing wise, I can see where it complicates things for a writer of like okay, you have a newborn without a mother out in the zombie apocalypse. Where are you going to find the supplies to, to feed this kid? Where are you going to do all these? And I feel the TV show has kind of glossed over that just a little bit. Well, they've touched on it slightly, but the, yeah, they don't show it as like an everyday, holy shit, we've got to find this baby some formula. Right. Or, you know, but they, I think early on they kind of, they, they did like do a couple of supplier runs on that. Right, right because Michonne yeah. showed up at the prison with a little carry basket of formula. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's... It's been long enough now. It's like, hmm. But you, yeah, you just you, you let it go. You let it go. <laughs> you know, and that actually that part of the storyline led into one of my favorite things that they did on the show as well. That was in the book, where Rick kind of goes a little crazy and starts talking on the end of the phone to nobody. Yes. And in the yes, comic the book, telephone. The, yeah, in the comic book, it was even more of him just being out of his mind, and he was injured at that point too. And that also kicked off Carl in the comic kind of coming of age. Mm-hmm. And I, I've loved seeing him evolve on the television show because at one point I was with everyone else. I'm like, God, please, someone let that kid die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever thought, oh, please let the kid die. I think the only thing I thought was shut up, Carl. <laughs> Law of averages, like there's only so many times a kid can wander off in a zombie apocalypse wasteland and not run into a zombie and get bit. See that's that is a uh, uh, Joel Watson pr- 
print that I have uh, hanging in my hallway right now that uh, he's done, you know, a lot of Calvin and Hobbes inspired stuff. And I've, I've gotten most of them. Like there's uh, one he did with Game of Thrones that it's got these slaughtered snowmen and you've got Jon Snow uh, as, you know, Calvin as Jon Snow and Hobbes as Ghost. And nice. Was, oh, yeah. It, these different ones. But there's one of, you know, with like the Calvin and Hobbes walking across the log and you got Carl and the zombie walking behind you. <laughs> I've seen that actually. Yeah. yeah. Where's Carl? Damn it, Lori. Where's Carl? I was it, not well, heard it was like every single died. episode. It was like twice an episode. Sometimes it seemed like. Well, I mean, it's still even the jokes. That I, I I will admit, Lori. It, it's that whole thing of as an actress, she pulled it off well because you really hated the character, but at the same time, you just really hated the character and wanted to see her die. I just I, I was not a fan of Lori. <laughs> I wasn't either. I wasn't a fan of her in the comic, and I like. I think she times that by a million on the show. Oh yeah. Well, the whole thing is just straight up. She she fucked around with her husband. She was she was fucking Shane. But 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 but. But. Maybe because I don't didn't read the comics, but was she still fucking Shane after Rick came back? Because they didn't know he was dead. No, after after Rick came back, that's when she's like, "No, I have a husband." No. And that's when Shane started to go off his deep end, which is another deviation of I, I, I'm happy with the middle ground they kind of did with that in the comic. I mean, in the show versus the comics, because in the with the TV show when Shane got taken out, you know, he got uh, he got killed by Rick, came back as a walker, and then Carl shot him. In the comics, when uh, Shane and Rick are out hunting, and that's when Shane has his snap, and he's getting ready to he draws down on Rick. And all of a sudden, you just see, you know, from off panel in the comic, just see bang as a bullet rips through his neck. And then you turn to, it's either a full page or a half page panel of Carl standing there with the deer in the headlights look and a smoking gun in his hands. And Carl's the one who kills Shane in the comics. (laughs) And then later, Rick goes back and when they realize what's going on, because at that point, they had no idea, you know, how people were coming back and uh, they go back. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, about so once back. he finds out, he goes, he goes back and, and shoots uh, Shane in the head. After a little bit of monologue with his <laughs> yeah, yeah. reanimated body. But uh, well, and then uh, the other big, the first real big deviation between the comics and the and the show, besides the CDC thing, that was definitely added in just for whatever stupid reason. <laughs> but. Um, the, gets into the whole thing of let's all say it together. One, two, three. Tainted, Tainted meat. meat. <laughs> that in the comics it was Dale. Dale was still alive by that point in the in the comics, and he got bit and it wandered outside the church. And everyone's deciding what they're going to do, and he gets picked up by the the cannibals. And uh, but yeah, uh, to see Dale were, taken out in season two, I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah. they are going off book now. I like Dale too. I know. Well, even the actor, I've always liked him. He's another. He's I honestly cannot remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's another one of those great character actors that you like him in anything you see him come into. <laughs> but, uh, what would yeah. you, uh, gentlemen, mm-hmm. say between I, and only you two can answer the one for the comic books, and I'll just sit back and listen. But <laughs> not only the the comic books itself. But what were the biggest, as like they said for the thing in Wizard, the gut-punching moment 
both in the comic book, and then I'll chime in when we get to the TV series. Um, I will say, I know, <laughs> and I, I, um, I have a feeling Joe might agree with me on this one. Um, because I know it was enough of a gut punch for some of our other friends, uh, like Rick Cross, that they quit reading the comic after it happened, uh, was when Glenn gets killed by Negan. Yeah, there, that's Joe? high up there. That's yeah. high up there for me. But my initial gut punch was a different character. Um, Tyrese. Oh. The governor and Tyrese. Uh, I still, I still cringe every time I think about that part. Yeah. Come on, you gotta elaborate, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well okay. In, yeah. You elaborate. In the show, um, it's Herschel who gets his head chopped off by the governor. In the comic book, it was Tyrese. They capture Tyrese. They roll up the prison and they're like, Hey, open the gates, come out, surrender. He's done. And they don't do it. And it takes several, several whacks of the sword to, to get his head off. And that just, it gutted me. Oh my God. Cause he was my absolute favorite character from the moment he showed up, like with his daughter and her boyfriend, just like with nothing but a claw hammer. Yeah. He was my favorite, and so that was like the first well, time that whole, my heart really got ripped out. Well, Tyrese's whole scene in the when they think he's lost in the the gym in the prison, and you see him come back out. I mean, that was that I love that whole bit. He gets swarmed in the in like the gym, and they lock him in because they're like, we can't let him through. We got to get him out. No, we can't. We can't. He'll kill us all. And then they come back later, and you see just a blood soaked Tyrese in the prison riot gear with two batons, just standing there seething. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so yeah, that so was... that that probably was, but yeah, the Glenn thing, um, probably yeah. more so in hindsight oh. now. Okay, yeah. so you got to, uh, like I said, you got to elaborate yeah, because elaborate I, I know about the Nag- the Nagan being. I think they were touching on the fact that he is the he makes the governor look like a kindergarten teacher. Yes, he did because he talks calmly as he does all these violent, aggressive things to people. Like, uh, was it for anybody who, uh, was caught with any of the women of his, uh, harem that, uh, to mark them that, uh, they used a, a regular, you know, clothing iron and burned their face to mark them to everybody else as someone who was touching his property. But, uh, he has his, what's, what's the bat's name? Is it Lucille? Lucille. Yeah. He has this just splintered bloodied baseball bat that's lucille that he talks to and you know every now and then lucille needs to get a a good fuck and i mean that's the way the guy talks he's like he's like a total jabroni that's the best way to describe the way (laughs) it comes off but he's he they catch rick and glenn and i forget who else is with them but they've got them all kneeling and he just does the eeny meeny miny moe and you have a half panel shot of him burying that bat into the side of Glenn's head enough to where it does, it takes, you know, of course, multiple whacks to kill him, but you've got like an eyeball that has popped out. He's on the ground doing the groaning, slurring, like someone who's had a, you know, very significant head injury. It was graphic and brutal. And that was like issue 100. That's when I actually, I did go back because everyone's talking like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. And I, I went to the comic shop and I bought those last four issues because I'm like, I don't want someone spoiling this for me and I can't wait for the trade. <laughs> so, you know, our, our buddy Rick Cross had me spoil it for him. Yeah. I, I, I bought it online and read it digitally and 
made a comment about it and he immediately was just like i I, just tell me i need to know and i told him actually at first i said i don't think i should do it you really need to read it yourself he's like no no i can't you please just tell me so i told him he's like oh shit and then he went back and read it and that's the last issue he read yep he hasn't gone back no he he said he's done with it because there's already enough in the world yeah and it because it really did i mean that literally killed the heart of the book because glenn was always the heart Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a brutal, brutal uh, issue, though. Yeah. Well, I know they've been hinting around uh, in the, shall we say, cyberspace uh, water coolers that this is supposed to be the season that Glenn's going to die. Hmm. See, I, I keep yeah. wondering if it's going to come up or not. I thought Glenn was going to be gone at the very beginning, the way they had him lined up at the trough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not but, doing it anymore. I'm not. I'm not saying spoilers. Fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just name. Well, that'll be the name of this episode. Just spoilers. The Walking that's Dead what, episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I didn't even uh, clue into until people pointed it out the next day after you know had him lined up at the trough. That the first guy who like looked at Rick pleading like he was the the half the the guy half of the couple that him and Carol had found in that house. Right. And he mm-hmm. now plays the penguin on Gotham. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that, too. Yeah, because he had to go back for just like a quick couple hours to film that scene and then go right back to the set of Gotham. Uh-huh. So. Pregnant pause. Yeah. <laughs> a little belch in there. Um, well, I was going to say uh, other bits that, yeah, there's stuff definitely in the comic that the comic can definitely get away with being more graphic and things. Than the TV oh, sure. show can, because like even uh, the other deviation, <laughs> essentially it wasn't Carol telling them to look at the flowers, it was Carl. Because mm-hmm. it was a different as the because by then Carol's actually dead. Yeah, Carol's long gone by then. Because didn't Carol suicide, wasn't she? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, suicide yeah. by zombie. Yeah, and she, her daughter, um, what's the daughter's name? Sophie. Sophie. Yeah, so Sophie is still alive. Yeah, so she's actually still alive in the books too. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, but uh, she kind of went nuts in her own way. But there's this other set of twins or boys that were with them and that one of them killed one of the other kids. And while everyone else is off debating, you know, what are we going to do with them? How are we going to take care of this? And they're like, well, we'll sleep on them. We'll do it. And during the night, Carl climbs into the back of one of the trucks that they're they're living in at that time. And he kills the kid. Because it's like it's what needed to be done. It's what needed to be done to protect everybody. Nobody else is going to make the choice, so I did it. And yeah, that's when Rick <laughs> Rick was utterly shocked at that one. So yeah, that was the whole kid where he was Rick coming the beginning. to the yeah. yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, that's the thing is they're still they they still have their body parts as well in the TV show because you know Carl Carl's missing an eyeball now and. Lose, lost a hand to the governor. And well, I think so they touched the reason why um, they opted not to have him lose a body part. I think they said financially it would have yeah. been overly oh, yeah, taxing wise. on him. Yeah. Well, yeah. that and Kirkman always says he regrets doing that. Uh, he, he only did it to show that anyone could be touched, and it just became a, a problem where he had to write around it, and then the artist <laughs> had to draw around it constantly. And like, you know, no. then he's got like every person writing in to the letter hacks letter column, going, "Hey, when are you going to give him a chainsaw hand?" Uh-huh. 
<laughs> have you either of you ever met Kirkman? No, I've seen I've seen him at conventions. I got to meet him at the New York Comic Con. Uh, not long. I, I collected comics as a kid, and then I got out of it completely for a good long time. And I don't remember how I found out about the comic, but someone turned me on to it. I'm like, there's a fucking zombie comic book. I'm in. So I started going back and buying comics again. So when I saw him and I got to meet him, he was signing some stuff for me. I'm like, I just want to let you know, I was out of comic collecting for nearly a decade. And I found out about you know, Walking Dead and you brought me back. Like now I buy like, you know, 10 or 12 different titles. And he's like, oh, but he's like this big, just affable guy. He's like, mm-hmm. So, oh, that's so cool, man. Like, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. Like, he just couldn't believe that someone would find his comic and read it. He still always seems, he seems to me like the type of guy that just can't believe he's where he's at right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, what? shall we get to the yep. gut punching of the TV series? Let's do it. Yes, yes. All right, go ahead. Oh, I thought we're, we're you're gonna. Well, oh, oh, well, I can, I, I can do mine. It's a little embarrassing, yeah. though. Um, <laughs> it was when, uh, and and it was the season where Andrea's with the governor. Yeah. Okay, her and Michonne go to uh, Woodbury. Uh, she fi- likes it. Michonne Im- immediately is getting the eh, eh, eh vibe about it, mm-hmm. and she opts to leave, and Andrea opts to stay, and every. I read on Twitter, Facebook, everyone is slamming Andrea. I mean, left, right. And when she actually figures out what's going on and still opts to stay, again, the slamming and the slamming and the slamming. But um, the gut-wrenching part for me, like the literally the boom, I was crying like a fucking baby. And I'm texting the, the, the co-worker I had at the time. We're going back and forth. I know, right? But... um. <laughs> It was when Andrea is in the chair and he shoots the – I can't remember his name for the life of me at the moment. Um, he shoots the one guy right. to turn him into a zombie to attack Andrea. And they get there just too late. She's been bitten. Mm-hmm. She's still alive. The one guy's dead. And it's that moment she has with Michonne. For some reason, that was such a gut punch for me. That it was like that was almost my breaking point of I didn't want to watch anymore, mm. <laughs> but I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll throw in as a as a as a quick side. Um, it's another bit that shocked me in the comic. That uh, not like a gut punch, but it's one of those things that I had to like read the page twice. Like, did she just say that? Is uh, the bit where after the Michonne, after Michonne gets uh, freed from being held captive by the governor and goes and exacts her revenge, mm-hmm. you know, you know which part I'm talking about, Joe. <laughs> it's oh like, yes. Oh, you kind of passed out there after I nailed your penis to the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that it was. It was way, way more violent in the book. Um, let's just say she uses a spoon in very, very uh, unique ways uh, and different orifices. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh yeah, Ouch. Michonne. Yeah, Michonne. Oh yeah, don't fuck with her. But still, that's a, again, that's where, as uh, comparing the show to the comic, there's those iconic moments from the show, from mm-hmm. the comic that show up in the show, like when Michonne first appeared. I mean, just that straight silhouette of the two chained up limbless, jawless zombies and her with the katana. As soon as I saw that, you're like, yes! 
or then when uh uh Eugene uh Rosita and uh oh what's his name? Abraham. <laughs> yeah, and Abraham when they show up with the three of them flanking each other in front of the truck. That's straight off of one of the comic book covers. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's just those little iconic nods like that that I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess my gut punch for the TV show, I, I want to say Beth, but I think I'm only trying this. That's trying to get in my head because it's so recent. I think it'd have to be look at the flowers. That episode. Oh, yeah. That probably more than anything, because that really was like you knew at that point. Yeah, they are in a whole nother world now. There is no going back to what civilization used to be. Um, I think a little bit for myself, I will say, uh, I know it's an odd one, but it just popped in my head. But Merrill, when Merrill, oh yeah, when that he was yeah, yeah, that too. and then he turns and yeah, I mean the self, another one of those self-sacrifice things, and just to see with you know the heartbreak to Daryl of his brother and things, and you know made Norman Reedus make his sad face. <laughs> and also that the only person I other than well even Daryl didn't realize what was going on, but I think the only person. Who kind of had a hint of what Merrill was up to, or Merle rather? I'm combining the two, Merrill Daryl. Anyway, um, or you can say is Michonne because he let her go. Mm-hmm. So she kind of knew maybe he wasn't as bad as he was going to, be, you know, was going to try to be, but he just had that whole flip, and no one, no one knew. They all real, thought he was an asshole when yeah. he, you know, freaking bought it. But of course, with uh, the other joke, of course, as as view skew fans, uh, we have to say that how many how many of us made the joke of well, guess he can't do a stink palm now. <laughs> Actually, funny story about that. <laughs> he was at the uh, the con a couple of years ago. He was it was the same year he was at the horror convention and Norman Reedus was going to be at the comic book convention Uh and we saw him first um oh my god come on Rooker we saw Rooker first and when I got up I had chocolate covered pretzels to give him and I left them at home and I get up to him and you know he had the hat on this hat on that said um beaver shot or something like that i'm like dude love the hat first of all um he goes yeah you know everyone likes it except for the women i'm like well this woman likes beaver (laughs) he's like really (laughs) (laughs) but i apologize i said i had a gift for you i left it at home i do apologize he goes chocolate covered pretzels i go yeah (laughs) he goes were they dark chocolate or milk chocolate i went milk chocolate he goes dude i could kill you right now (laughs) like i'm sorry uh that's just too funny yeah he's another one i follow on facebook michael ruckers is funny on facebook too um and twitter follow him on if you're not already following him on twitter he's so great um let's see what else can we say for the show um i will say as, as you were talking before with your, your friend on that uh was you know posting during the show's going on <laughs> it's been a funny thing with uh my friend charles ellis hey charles um that he keeps a running count of how many black men are still alive on the show <laughs> being being a being a man of color himself that uh yeah it's it's, it's like there seems to be a fine balance between three to four 
granted, one, we did joke the one week though that there was three, three and three quarters. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he says it's, it's hilarious because every now that we t- we talk Walking Dead, he's another one that he has to wait till Monday nights to watch it too because of his job. And uh, he says his brother's so into the show that every now and then, for for like a six month period after that, that he would get these random phone calls from his brother to just pick up and he goes, yeah, and he just hears tainted me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the hell do you want dated me oh 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 we have a gen sighting we have a gen sighting so sorry sat on the couch to watch restaurant impossible with the kid next thing you know i'm waking up at five o'clock i'm just gonna be like get in here we're up to we're about a 50 minute mark here so we can yeah we can still tag on for another half hour or so let me see if she's into descapage yet no, she hasn't popped in yet. We'll get her in in a minute. Or at least, yeah, yeah, have her, uh, oh wait, my phone's going off too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we are still recording. This might be a two-parter in and of itself. God, it could be. So, um, let's see. What, what, what's the dude's name? I'm trying to remember the, the clear back from season one, and he was uh, the guy who'd taken over Rick's house, and then went oh, a bit crazy. He was in a little bit later on clear. Yep. Oh yeah. my god! My god! Come on, Joe. I it's on the tip of my tongue. If you hadn't <laughs> asked me, I would have been able to say exactly. What it, <laughs> Sorry. Shit. Come on, Jen. She's got to save us. <laughs> um. But yeah, with the the, I'm still curious what they're going to do with his character, with the way he popped up at the end there, with the little after credit bit they had. Well, they talked. I forgot if it was one of the producers or whatever, but they were saying that you know they're showing him tracking them, but he's not close by. Like he's you know basically far away. So they you know they were laying right. it on where don't expect him to pop up this season. That's gonna kill me. I cannot think of his damn name to save my life. Um. Well, at this Hold point, on, you... I know a way to do it because I'm still conversing with Jenny. She's like, "I've got to get dinner ready for the kids." We can we can pause here for a moment while yeah, we. Yeah, I, I told her we're clear. still waiting. Yeah, we could if we want to. Yeah, we can we can take a little interlude here and. Uh, and I'm about ready to answer your question. Okay. Let's see. Da, 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 Carl does a show. Blah, 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 blah. The Unconscious Man revealed to be Morgan Joe. Morgan. <laughs> we got it at the same time. It's like, you can type the fastest. <laughs> Actually, I hadn't pulled it up. I just remembered it. <laughs> and I'm just typing Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, okay. The moron's friend and enemy. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we can take we can take pause here while we wait for Jen to jump in. So, uh, dear listeners, uh, I'll, I'll splice something in here, something something witty, something topical. Um, and if I if I might make a humble suggestion, go for it. it from uh, oh my god, was it Monty Python and the Holy Grail? That <laughs> I can I I can probably rummage that up. So okay, we'll be right back, folks. Thank you. 
Okay, we're back, folks. Uh, sadly, Jenny still couldn't jump in with us because uh, she woke up late from her cold medicine and has uh, mother duties to attend to. So, <laughs> Children ruin everything. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Mostly the cervix. <laughs> and when my girlfriend listens to this, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good save. Good save, Joe. Uh, so, let's see. What else can we? See? What else do we have to touch on with Walking Dead? I mean, we had, uh, yeah, uh, God, what? <laughs> everything we talked over. This is what happens when we take a little break. Um, I do like the. I can. I still like pointing out, you know, like difference between TV show and, and the, uh, the book. That uh, there's bits where the where the book actually went a lot darker than the TV series did. The, uh, again, I've already said that, but uh, even within the prison, the one that, that clues to me, and it's still one of my favorite panels in the book, even though how, how sick it is, is with the uh, the murder in their midst when they release the other prisoners. Uh, you know which part I'm talking about, Joe? Oh, I do. And there's a bit that it's the first time you really see how quickly things can change, because there's these cute little twin girls that used to be with the group, and I believe it's Glenn and Maggie are like walking around and they're going by the prison barber shop and you see them stop in utter shock. And the way the, the comic book panel set out, it was four panels page, page width wide. But the first panel you see is the two severed heads sitting on the ground of these, of the twin girls, <laughs> like freshly severed. And you're like, Whoa, shit getting dark. And then the, the panel after that, you see the light kind of go out of their eyes. And then the panel after that, you see the eyes start to go the opaque. And then at the very bottom, you see like what would be like the moaning gestures of the heads reanimating. So yeah, I, I waited, I waited for that comparable scene for the show as well. And I was, that's part of why I hate the CDC thing so much. Yes. Because they had no idea what was causing the zombie outbreak in the comic book. Still, you know, don't, but they didn't know mm-hmm. that, if someone died like that, they could come back. And that was such a shock to the characters. I was yeah. waiting for something similar to it. And then when they did the end of season one, immediately I'm like, uh, they're not going to do that ever now. Not, not even anything close to it. Yeah. Cause even in the, the comics too, with, with, uh, the Carol character in, her, in the comic, she's slow, slow descent into madness that she has, uh, or loss of family and everything else that she ends up trying to sleep with Rick and like attach herself to, to Rick and Lori. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. And I think that was kind of, that was kind of one of the final points that pushed her over that, uh, when she and the character ends up killing herself in the books. But, uh, trying to think of what else. Cause yeah, that's, that's, Oh God, how long has the book been going on for now? At least a good seven years. It's gotta be. It's not longer. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 got its own mythology that's gotten pretty pretty deep, and you know other characters that have come and gone. The whole thing now with Alexandria and uh, the Hill, the other communities that have established, and uh, yeah, just the comings and goings of different people as it plays out. But uh, back to the show, because um, yeah, the, that's another thing the show did that the books didn't. Um, was going back to the the bit of back history on the governor. 
because the the books the there is a there's a novelizations of the the road to Woodbury and uh, the rise of the governor. I've read those and those those are actually pretty good books. There's a third one that I haven't tracked down to read yet. But it gives it, it plays out really well to where uh, in the in those um, her, his uh, zombie daughter that the governor's keeping in the TV series um, it actually turns out it's his niece uh, through the books that uh, in the comics uh, so they never touched upon it but in the in the novels it's his niece is, which uh, doesn't how that it, yeah it, as fun to say it doesn't make the fact that in the comic book he like makes out with the zombie any less terrifyingly horrible. No. I'm sorry. There's a scene where he kisses the, the zombie girl. Wouldn't yeah. that, uh, you know, wouldn't she bite his tongue <laughs> and turn him into a zombie or something? Uh, she he had removed all her teeth with pliers. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> you got to plan ahead. I forgot True. About that. And you know what? I, I did hate not. It, it was scarred into my brain. It was one of the most <laughs> disturbing things I'd ever seen. I hate to say uh, this, but I am. I, I know this would be the. There are certain thresholds we don't cross in The Walking Dead, and one of them is necrophilia. Yeah. Not yet. I'm shocked it hasn't happened. Uh, yeah, it's the whole thing of like standard. Well, it's. Again, it's the difference between a cable TV show versus. A network TV show, but I'm still I'm trying to figure out where the hell the line is anymore with well, the ratings. But the whole thing stuff. with the with AMC, I find that to be such a bizarre, if not double standard, with them because they will show The Walking Dead and it's graphic, okay. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the month of Halloween, when they start playing like uh, the horror films to celebrate to right. celebrate Halloween, but yeah, you know what I mean. Right, they right. still cut them to shreds. Yeah. And there's in some of those movies, there's less gore in those movies than there is on the fucking Walking Dead, and yet they're still they still cut it. Well, it's like uh, it's uh, well, yeah. Prime examples to look at uh, NBC. Let's go to NBC that I've been watching actually lately, surprisingly. Um, but I finally got around to watching Hannibal. And there, that is one of the, uh, I'm watching this and I'm like, this feels like something that should be on like HBO or Showtime, except there's no nudity or profanity. That's how dark Hannibal gets at times with the gore and the content of the stories. But then also you have, on the other hand, with Constantine, that sadly looks like it's going to get canceled Ugh. or not renewed. I know it sucks. Maybe another network will pick it up, but the whole thing. There's a rumor that with, sci-fi might get it. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, either. <laughs> that's like saying Fox is going to pick it up. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but um, the whole thing of yeah, the iconic thing with John Constantine is his smoking. But, you know, you can't smoke on TV, so how are you going to get around that? Well, everyone was like totally, the one of the episodes, it, the start of the scene, you see him stubbing out a cigarette. But you never saw him smoking it. And then I noticed with one of the episodes, the... It was the one around the Halloween episode that you actually see him smoking when he's laying on the hood of the car. I noticed that TV, that one was TV not rated. There was no rating for that episode, so that's how they skirted that. But then watching all the other episodes that have been like the TV 14 or TV MA, <laughs> you see him with lit cigarettes in his hand all the time, but you never see him take a drag. 
so it's ridiculous. A, I know it is. It's stupid, stupid stuff like that. But you, there's an episode of Hannibal where the the killer of that episode he's turning people into virtual angels that he has flayed their backs to pull the skin up like wings. <laughs> okay, I need to start watching season. Hannibal. Oh, yeah, for the first season, the first season's up for free on uh on Amazon Prime right now. And I I plowed through it cuz it's it's one of those great things of it's just 13 episodes, so there's it's all all killer no filler. <laughs> it's not it's not dragging shit out into 22 episodes. So, but back to the show, the other show that we're talking about, The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we got the season premiere coming back tonight. Um, I've, uh, God, I know I started to touch on it, but I never finished my thought, as usual, um, earlier in our, in our chat, that uh, one of my other friends had pointed out why the last couple seasons have actually been good, or why this, this past season has been so good is they finally got consistency of showrunners. Because you had Frank Darabont doing everything with the first season, then they disagreed with his vision and shit candy. And then season two had his underling or whoever that was that kind of took over things. And then they, you know, caved to whatever feedback they got on season two or whatever complaints or they just didn't like it or whatever. And they shit can that guy and then got in the new one. And so you've had the same produce, producer, director, or well, the same producing crew for two solid seasons now. So you had time to build up that momentum, build up that storyline, keep things headed in a direction so that you can build up the show. So you can ratchet up that tension and stuff. So that's probably why I, I am. I'm, I'm definitely loving the show again. There's, there's other friends I know that bailed on the show after season two, cause they, they got tired of the pacing. They got, they're like, this is boring. And so they bailed. And again, that's another argument in and of itself of the people that they're like, well, it's a zombie show. I want to see zombies. No, it's a show about people surviving and how they're dealing with what's left of society and social interaction in a zombie apocalypse. They want to see more of the, the monster versus the people dealing with the monsters. But And truthfully, the people are the monsters in this show and the comic. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Our I don't mind, mind slow pacing. But the first half of season two, I, even I was just like, God, I don't care if they ever find Sophia, ever. Like, just move on. They, they really did shot the ball on that one. You knew she was in the damn barn for the bulk of the season. That's the whole thing. Is It's like everyone knows where this is going. <laughs> Let's just get there. <laughs> I think that was the biggest frustration people had. Yeah, it, it was like a big, like, oh, of course. Yeah. Not surprising anyone. Uh, were there any th- were there any things in the show that were surprising though? Killing um, Dale. Yeah, Killing Dale was yeah, a shocker. Shocked the hell out of me. I didn't. I wasn't expecting that one. Uh, um, keeping Shane alive for as long as they did, I didn't think they were going to do yeah. that either. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to make it out of the first season. Um, because yeah, Shane, Shane was dead long before they got to the farm in the books. That's why I was surprised he made it that long. And, uh, uh, well, yeah, the, the way, cause let's see in the book, it was Andrew or excuse me, Michonne and Glenn were captured by the governor. Mm. And was Maggie captured in the books or not? I'm trying to remember. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was just those two dealing with it. And so, 
when they threw in uh, Maggie and the, the threatened rape scene, that was a ratcheted up of tension. Oh shit! When Glenn, when Glenn went all badass, <laughs> that that was an awesome scene. That I, I enjoyed that when he stabs a zombie with his own bone. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That it really was. Um, but I don't know. There's I'm trying to think of what what shocked and what hasn't. Because there's there's even to the other end of the spectrum. There's bits that have shocked me because they didn't go there. I mean, there's stuff I understand that, that yeah, you know, you cannot get onto. Uh, you'd have to be on HBO or Showtime to be able to try to pull off some of these, and even then, it's going to be iffy. Um, depend on how you skirt around the issues, but uh, I am happy to see when they do go there, when they do go the dark, because yeah, I'm I'm not a sunshine and rainbow ending type person. So. Oh, me either, by any stretch. Yeah. I think that's why I like the show so much. Not that it's just not a sunshine and lollipop rainbow type world, but that at the end of it, you don't know. Mm -hmm. You just don't freaking know. I mean, for all you know, um, tonight, Daryl could buy it. Mm -hmm. And everyone will be just, you know, rocked to their freaking core and then... Be like, I'm never watching it again. Yet here they are. Yes. And that's the so, thing. People always do say they'll rebel and quit watching the show if Daryl dies. No, they'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to see the fallout. I mean, everyone that got pissed off that Beth died at the mid-season finale, every one of them, for the most part, will be tuned in tonight to see how Daryl deals with things, how did, Maggie deals with things. Did you see the petition? That they were starting oh, up to get her brought back. Like, it was a mistake. She <laughs> yes. really was alive. Really? How are you going to explain that? When you have a full frame close in, boom, back of the head, gone. She's not coming back, even as a zombie. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, if they pull, if they pull, I mean, I'll, I'll top you on your uh, Who Shot JR. I'll say if they pull a Bobby's in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and he dreamed, they dreamed the whole thing. Oh, God. It was oh. Rick's fever dream. There, there was a theory once that it's nothing but Rick's fever dream while he's in the hospital. Kirkman came out and flat yeah. out said that was incorrect. Which yeah. that, that would be the lamest thing ever if that's what they did. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's all sorts of lameness you can end things on. <laughs> Here's one thing I know they're not going to touch on at all. And that's the What's simple up? fact that at the end of the mid-season finale... You see Maggie just dropped to her knees, devastated that Beth's dead, and, you know, she's, you know, just hysterically crying. But mm. what they never touched on during the first half of the season is she didn't mention Beth once. Yeah, I, I get that, but I took that more of, you know, kind of use, like compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing, yeah. And, and her focus was always on getting back together with Glenn. Like she was okay. always trying to catch up with Glenn. So that was like the one little piece that she could hang on to because at that point, like she really didn't know what the hell was going on with Beth anyway. But then so, they all hooked up at the church. Daryl was there. Yeah. They didn't mention Beth once. I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. But yeah, at the I very beginning, that's why I didn't think about it at all, because I kind of figured, you know, she's like laser focused on trying to get back together with Glenn. And then 
But yeah, um, I'm, I'm now you're saying that I can't think of a. I'll have to go back, and, to go back and check. Because I remember he, the only person he really brought it up to Daryl, that is, is I think he definitely brought it up to Carol. And because that's when they went off on the chase because he saw the car with the uh, insignia on the back. Right. And I think he made mention of it to Rick, but not once. I don't think he mentioned it to Maggie, and nor did Maggie ask. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's escaping me. I really don't think that it was mentioned because a lot of people felt the same way I did because you just saw on Facebook, oh, she's got a lot of nerve to cry because this is the first time she even thought about her sister. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and look at that again now. That's a very, very good point. Um, and and I know they already did the teaser trailer for tonight's episode because they show her, they show them doing the funeral, uh, for Beth, and then they show Maggie sitting by a fire, just still in utter shock and crying. Mm-hmm. So it just make it made me wonder about that because. With all the rumors, and no, these are not spoilers, they're called rumors, people. Um, with the rumors that this is going to be the year that the major character of Glenn's going to die, I don't know. It's just, you know, it, it, how is it going to affect this character? First losing her dad, mm-hmm. then losing Beth, and then losing Glenn, knowing, is, isn't she Preggers? Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. I, I don't think Glenn's going away. I, I do remember when that rumor started up, and I think the nugget people were like holding on to for that to be quote unquote true was Stephen like you know having an emotional day on the set and hugging everyone goodbye. But he, he was back like two days later on set, so I think that was just a, a rumor that someone started up, just pure speculation. So I I think he'll be around at least in the next season. And I honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a, like, Dale got killed off early and they're kind of substituting out people here or there. I wouldn't be shocked if Glenn survives and instead, when they do show Negan in that scene or a version of it happens, maybe it's Abraham that gets taken out because he sees Abraham as, like, a big threat and wants to prove, like, you know, what a big swinging dick he is by taking out, like, the big military-looking guy. True, or that, well, are they, well, yeah, that have, for the, this little thing is the difference of what you're going for for a visceral effect of a TV show or a movie versus what you're doing in the, in the comics. Because, you know, Abraham did get taken out essentially by Nagin's guys in the mm-hmm. comics. And that was, that was the first big shocker when, when that whole, whole story starts playing out when they're coming up against that crew because they're just out on a scouting run and a sniper takes him. I know that was the big rumor also that they're going to introduce Negan this year. Yeah, they could, they could by the end of the season. I mean, if they're, with their wanderings, cause it seems, it seems to almost be a pattern with every season now that at the end of the season, they arrive somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, and but that's kind of what I think. Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, and the one thing about this season I really, really, really want to complain about is the fact that they glossed over Terminus so quickly. There was such a buildup, and then they finally get there, and like within two or three episodes, done. I wanted it to be like season long kind of thing, you know. It uh, just that's seemed like I they got, got at least a half shy season. From... At least a half season, half season yeah. of it would be good. 
And see, I think on that, the writers are a little gun shy because of how season two played out and they're afraid to stick to one place too long now. Because I expected the same. Like, I did not expect them to just jump right into them trying to get out of it and escape and all that going down as quickly as they did. But I could see it's, if anything, it's almost a natural progression of the the groups of the survivors because back in season two it's like what the fuck's going on you're still trying to sort it out and so you have a stable place this looks like a good place to stay plus carl had gotten shot (laughs) so they they hung around there for a while versus now it's like live and learn we've we've learned how to survive and we don't trust anybody except for you know this sounded good and then you know as soon as they got burned they're like okay you know screw me once shame on me screw me twice i'm gonna break out of here and kill you (laughs) so i don't even think it gets to part two anymore just you screw me over i'm gonna kill you yeah that's that's where we're at now (laughs) Uh, he's such a nice guy in love actually (laughs) yeah he is right (laughs) she broke his heart and he turned bad (laughs) Well, yeah, actually, he's not that nice a guy because he's scamming on his best friend's wife. So. <laughs> he's Shane. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Full circle. <laughs> Karma. But I, I am curious of how they'll pace the rest of the season because like you were saying with, you know, prison, they showed up at the end of the second season and all that. I hope they kind of do break that up a little bit. And I would prefer them to go off on a couple different tangents, whether it be parts from the book they pull out or just stuff they make up, and then not make it to Alexandria until maybe two episodes into the next season. Right. And actually give that some time to kind of grow and materialize, and then Negan show up. You know, like that could be like the mid season finale of next season is them really meeting up with Negan and then something horrible going down. And then, you know, the next half of that could be the gearing up for war and all. But I'm, I'm kind of curious of how quickly they're going to run up through that. Cause I mean, if they do keep going at this current pace, they're going to catch up to where Kirkman is in the book. Right. And then What's they'll that? have like, you know, the game of Thrones thing, you know, as, as Kirkman told them where he's thinking about going so they can kind of go from there or will they right. completely go off on their own and diverge? Right. What's, well, uh, Long same thinking of diverging and stuff from everything. We haven't even talked about it. The spinoff shows, the spinoff uh, shows yes. we're talking about. Yeah, because now they're putting out uh, like a little synopsis of the characters and what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. I'm curious. I really am. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I'll definitely watch it, of course. But I do hope they do a completely different animal than what they're doing on The Walking Dead, just to make it its own thing. Yeah, I mean, along that line that. Uh, if they do it right, because there's there's nothing totally wrong with being too formulaic. Because if the formula works, don't fuck with it. I mean, prime, prime example is Arrow and the Flash. I mean, that's that's turned into gold. Because you even notice it was golden enough that for a few weeks with uh, Marvel's Agent Carter, the episodes we're starting with, I'm Peggy Cotta. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, if it works, don't mess with it. So, but yeah, I'm I'm curious about them too. I admit I have not read much up on them yet to find out about it. But you know, it's supposedly you know survivors other locations around the world or or wherever. I don't know if they're gonna it, have. It's different... L.A. Oh, okay, L.A. Yeah, it oh, takes place in L.A. Okay. and it and this one's gonna have a change. Whereas the the current one, you know, they're all kind of individuals that come together and form a family. This one is about uh, a guy and a lady who work at a school. And I think one's like a teacher, one's a guidance counselor, and they're in a relationship. 
and I think both have like kids. Like the maybe the guy has like a, a son, and the lady has like a daughter and a son or two daughters or something along those lines. So they're already like kind of sort of a family, mm. and then they get kind of thrown into this chaotic world. And that's fairly set in stone. I think the the stuff that's still kind of rumor-ish is that it's supposed to take place at the beginning of the outbreak mm-hmm. and be kind of more like, oh, well, this isn't really happening. And, you know, they can dig into the whole like Ebola sort of so you get, thing you get, where – You hit that, what was it? It's supposed to be like a three-week period, three or four-week period when Rick is unconscious. Something along those lines, and that's where it would supposedly start out at. So, you know, you would have, like, the allegory of people like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. You know, the news is just overblowing everything, and then all of a sudden you get people eating people in the streets of L.A. This is what happens when you don't vaccinate your kids. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, so they, they finally did start putting out that sort of information. So I really am the dynamic of it being already a family. Uh, because, like I said, Tyrese was my favorite character in the book, and he kind of came with a set family. So I, that sort of always interests me how that went down. Like I, he would never do flashbacks really in the book, but if he ever did go back and show like how Tyrese kind of came about, even if it was just like some sort of special one-off like he did with the Michonne thing in Playboy, I, I would love right. that so much. Yes, I do have that issue. <laughs> I do not have that issue, but – you could buy it on Comicology right. as a little one shot, so I picked it. It's up. got a great interview with Bruno Mars in it too. So, <laughs> yep, it's all about them articles. <laughs> of course, some of course. damn good writing in there. Um, well, I think we're we're pushing on our time for <laughs> what my posting site lets me do is a single episode, and we're trying not to do three episodes in one day. <laughs> so um, we're going to wrap it up now, and I'm sure, hopefully. We can start trying to record a little more often than we have. But uh, definitely, we will be recapping our opinions and thoughts of episodes of The Walking Dead as they play by. And uh, any other things that hit our radar horror-wise, as well as picking whatever topic we want to try to focus our energies on that day. And God knows we need to help focus. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) So, uh, anything to share? Anything you want to throw up there before we check out of here, folks? I'm going to just say it one more time. I said it at the end of the last one. I'm going to say it at the end of this one because by the time we record again, it'll be over. Folks, friends, Romans, countrymen, open up your damn... Never mind. No, 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 no. But seriously, (laughs) um, my Polar Plunge, the first one is this Saturday... Uh, the second one is on Sunday. These are back-to-back plunges. I don't know if it's ever been done before, but I'm going to do it. It is for a very special cause. I know I joke around a lot on the podcast, and even when I post the different things, it's just trying to get you to laugh and open up your hearts and wallets a little bit. Because, just to share a little piece, and I'm going to try to make this really quick, my niece, over a decade ago, She got a really bad um, virus that attacked her brain. Yes, I know how weirdly this ties in with the subject matter, but it shut her motor skills down completely. I mean, it it was pretty horrific to, to watch and stand by and have to, you know, watch as well. And she had to relearn everything, talking, walking. She, to this day, now suffers 
massive seizures from it. We used to be able to see the warning signs. Now we can't. Um, eventually somewhere, maybe down the road, she might have to have brain surgery to help control these seizures. She's got something in there right now to try to help, but it does, it's not always successful, but she is the driving force as to why I do these plunges every single year. It's because I see kids exactly like her, even adults that are exactly like her. She's now 18 years of old years of age. She's going to be graduating this year from school. Um, but I see kids like this all the time. And more, more often than not, whether you want to admit it or not, a lot of these kids are ignored or laughed at or just outright ignored. And when I was growing up, I saw ads for the Special Olympics promoting their I may not win, but let me be brave in the attempt commercials. You don't see them anymore. So it really does not get the attention that it, it really deserves. And it's more than just competing. It's these kids not only get a chance to, to participate in sports, but they get eyeglass checks because um, a lot a lot of them have really, really bad vision and they get, they get their eyes checked. They get the proper eyewear they need. Um, they get dental care, um, shoes for like some of them need like special orthopedics. And the most important thing is they go to a place where they really feel accepted and that they belong and that they are loved. And it just hits me to the core every year. That's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I post 15 million times. That's why I tag people. Some people have said, please don't tag me anymore. And that's, that's cool. But that's why I always encourage people, if you can't donate, share the page. Because this is honestly an organization I don't hear about a lot anymore. I don't know if it's because it's just not as sexy as doing an ice bucket challenge or or what the case may be. But I'm, I'm trying to be their champion. Granted, albeit an obnoxious champion at that, but I try to be their champion every year to draw not only awareness, but to raise as much money as humanly possible. Because I'm not only doing it for people like my niece, but I'm doing it for my niece. So that's why I encourage you, Michigan Special Olympics or the Special Olympics in your own home state, I encourage you, if you can't donate to my Polar Plunge page, I will post it again. If you can't, share it. Because there's somebody out there, I know it, that has either a relative or they know somebody, they have a friend that has a child that is just like one of these kids. All they want is a chance to continuously compete every year, to be with people that don't ignore them every year. That's why I do it. And that's why I'm imploring people, share the page or please donate. Either one. That's all I got to say about it. Awesomeness. Well said. And I made my contributions. I tried to get a t-shirt and damn it, other people didn't. I tried twice, but you still got my money for the shirt. So, anyway. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to keep trying. Like I'm, they, they sent me an email that said, maybe try splitting in half. Well, if you gave me the option, <laughs> so I might try it at a, a, either a different company or something, but I might try it again for next year's plunge because I'm going to try to start doing the fundraising even earlier. Awesome. So that kind of puts us up on our time so that I can make this one show. 
So, got anything to add on your own, Joe? Uh, just follow us on Twitter. I'll actually post the Twitter um, name up again and get that going. And uh, if anyone wants to follow me on Twitter as well, because all I talk about is movies, television, food, or beer, you can always follow me at, at that Joe Myers. Yeah, and you can hit all four of us up. Sorry, you can make it this time, Jenny. But uh, you can hit us all four up on uh, the podcast Macabre uh, Facebook page, too. So, until next time, folks, I've been Chris. I've been Joe. And I'm going to be ice cold in about six days. I'm gone. (laughs) No, wrong person. Anyway, go on. (laughs) See you, folks. Boy. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus